Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. We're going to have preaching in a second, but how about you just set everything else aside? Push away your troubles, your your issues before you walked in the door. And uh, see, that's what song service is all about. It's, it's about getting rid of some of the junk before the preaching can begin to deal with our hearts. I feel like God's trying to do something in this place today. Anybody with me today? Amen. 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 So, if you're little and you're on your way out, now's the time to go. We're going to we're going to break this into preaching. Brother Brad Herring is going to go first. Amen. Get yourself a seat. Just don't go backwards. Come forward. Then Brother Stacy Hull is going to finish up. Amen. Anybody excited about Wednesday night preaching? Anybody feel like you really was waiting for church today? Amen. I'm excited about preaching. So, without further ado, grab your Bibles, Brother Brad Herring. Love you, my friend. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. Brother Anthony, is he still in here? That's fine. In the middle of prayer, though, I, I had a vision from the Lord, and I know it's from the Lord. I've seen his dad over here worshiping. And I just want him to know, Brother Anthony, I had a vision from the Lord, Brother Anthony, and that was I saw your dad over here worshiping. And I just know I claim that in the name of Jesus Christ. I claim that in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for those things. Thank you for your promises. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's get right into the word, if you don't mind. Job 23, verses, verse 14. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. Psalms 27, 2 and 3 says, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, and sometimes I feel that way, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. God of heaven, I ask you to move in this service tonight. God, speak to my heart, speak to the people's heart. Let your anointed words go forth in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. And for a few minutes, I'd like to talk to you about the certainty in uncertain times. The certainty in uncertain times. Job in verse 14 is completing his response to the advice that was given to him by his friends in the previous chapter. And they were trying to convince him that there was some form of humanistic cause to what he was going through. There had to be sin in your life. There had to be something you did wrong to somebody for God to turn such wrath against your life. Such chaos that was ensuing had to be your fault, Job. And Job, in chapter 23, grabs the pen and says, uh, let me describe you what my heart's actually feeling. To his beaten, his weary heart, his innermost feeling started to come forth. And he said, 
you know, in the book, he said, I looked to the left, and where was God? I looked to the right, and you're not even there. Before me, behind me, and your presence is everything but present to me. Oh, that I might find him, he said. Oh, the loneliness, oh, the despair, oh, the hopelessness in my life. He begins to tell in, in chapter 19, verse 10, he said, the, the hopelessness he was feeling. He, he's no longer looking for God to come down to him, but he's looking for a way that I might find him. Oh, and many times in my life I'm looking for God. God, come to right where I'm at. God, you see where I'm at. God, God, help me here. God. But at the time in Job's life, he had been through that many times. And he finally says, oh, if I knew where he was, I would come to him. I take my problem to him. I take my situation to the throne. I take my problem that I, that I can't seem to shake, that I can't seem to get rid of. If I could just find out where he's hiding, I'd come to find him right there. One thing was for sure that in Job's life, Job had faced everything he could have faced, and it brought him to complete uncertainty. I can remember as a young boy, we were living in the church over here downstairs at one point, upstairs in Dad's old office at one point, because we didn't really have a home that we could call home to go to, but we lived in the church. But I never felt the severity of that like I do now when I look back on them. There were very uncertain times in our lives. They were very like we didn't know what was going to happen next moment. But as a young boy, me and Josh, we didn't know that. We were very certain we had a place to lay our head. We didn't care. We didn't think about it one time. I remember many times, we're going to bed yet? Nope, okay. You know, it was just normal life for us. And that's what happens when you're under the protection of something. You don't realize the severity of the times. If you feel like we're in severe times now, I wonder what it feels like to be out from under the protection of God. I wonder what it feels like to be out in the world without God's hand around our hearts. The uncertain times we're in now, there's one certain thing that I can tell you about. He is ever faithful. He is on our side. He has been protecting us. He has been delivering us all along. The certainty in the uncertain times we're facing now is that God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. Praise God. For 18 more chapters, though, after Job chapter 23, we read of the captivity of Job's life and the constant accusations of his friends. Constant, time in and time out. They, they just, yeah, they were true friends. But... In chapter 42, the very last chapter of Job, we see where God decides to step in and reign on the devil's parade. We, for 41 chapters, the devil had had his way with, with Job. For 41 chapters, 975 verses, he had his way with Job, with Job's mind, with Job's health, with Job's family, with his marriage, with his children, with his livestock, with everything Job had. He had his way with him. But in chapter 42, the Bible says that God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. I don't know if you caught that or not. Sometimes I'm so focused on my own situation that I forget that you're going through it too. That you're going through it too. 
that somebody else is facing the same pandemic I'm facing. They're facing the same crisis that I'm facing. But when Job prayed for his friends, God turned the captivity around. If you would decide to turn your pity party into a prayer meeting, I guarantee you God would turn your captivity around. God would change everything for the good. But it takes something inside of you. It takes a determination that come hell or high water, come hard times or good times, he's still faithful. He's still on the throne. I'm certain. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We've all reached uncertain times in our life. If you haven't, keep living. You will. Hallelujah. Your situation may seem dark, and it probably is. Your life may seem like a wreck, and it may be completely out of control. I don't doubt that one bit. I don't lessen your, the severity of what you're going through. Your home could be in complete turmoil. Your kids never more lost than you saw coming. Your mother forsaken you, as he talked about. Your father abandoned you. Your husband abused you. Your wife neglected you. Your job let you go. Your bills stacking up one after the other. Just when you didn't think you could handle one more thing, one more thing came, came knocking on your door. Just when you thought you had made it past problem A, problem B showed up. Just when you thought you won the battle. Just when you thought victory was on your side. Just when you thought you seen the other side. Just when you crossed, uh, and uh, there's Canaan, Moses. Uh, there's, why are we wandering past it again? I saw victory. We were within arm's reach of it. Just when you thought your storm was over. Just when you thought the devil had thrown his last stone at you. Just when you thought you had cried all you could cry, another tear begins to fall. Just when you thought you would beat cancer. Just when you thought you finally had your healing. Just when you thought you had finally been delivered from that problem. Just when you thought you had finally been set free. Pharaoh's army is arising on the horizon, and I see it, and fear sets in. Just when you thought it was just you, your prophet, and Jesus, the armies of Syria are encamped around you. Just when you thought you had made it. Just when you thought. Oh, can I talk to somebody that thinks they're finally out of the storm and you just all of a sudden you turn around and hell has unleashed another one on you and you don't know if you can take it. You don't know if you're going to make it. You don't know if you want to hold on anymore. That towel seems to be on the very edge of your fingertips. Oh, let me tell you about it. Just because manna fall doesn't mean they, were, they weren't tired of it at one point. And the problem is another sheep goes missing. Another person disappears, and another person leaves, and another person threw in the towel, and we're still focused on our own problems. We're still focused on our own situation. And it's, it's hard to take that, your focus off that, trust me. It's hard to shake yourself when everything is shaking around you. It's hard to realize I'm not the only one going through this when my entire world has collapsed. It's hard. Just when the anointing oil was poured in your life, Saul starts hurling javelins at you. Just when you've done all you can to keep your hands and your tongue off the man of God in your life, you'll find yourself hiding in a cave. Just when you thought your weakness had been overcome. Just when Bathsheba showed up on a window next to you. Just when you thought Uriah is gone, I can finally just move on with my life. The baby dies. 
Just when you've been given a promise, doubt sets in, fear sets in, voices of the past begin to hinder louder and louder their ringing. Just when you thought you had been commissioned to Nineveh, you find yourself heading to Tarshish. Just when you've been promised to Samuel, Penina starts weighing in on you. Just when you've cut off the ear of the one trying to steal the master away from your life, you're scolded, you're called Satan by the master himself. But I was trying to defend you, God. I was trying to hold fast to your word. I was trying to protect you. God don't need your protecting. God does not need us to stand up and say, don't talk about him that way. Oh, his word was forever settled in heaven. He will defend himself. He will defend you, praise God. All of a sudden, uncertainty is knocking on your door, and we all know that knock. The knock of, is it worth it any longer? What's the point? I'm sick of this struggle. I'm sick of facing this day in and day out. When Peter knocked on the door, they didn't even know who it was because it was a friend, right? And who recognizes the voice of the friend? They're so familiar with the voice of the adversary that when Peter knocked on the door, they said, no, nah, it can't be him. He's in prison. And all too often, we're familiar with the voice of the adversary, but not the voice of the church. We're familiar with the voice of the enemy, but not the voice of the friend. And when the voice of the friend speaks into our life, we don't hear it. We tune it out because we're so used to what is normally knocking on the door. The voice of frequency. In order to, for us to recognize the voice of the friend, we've got to be able to recognize what's going on and be able to let God change frequencies. We frequent the voice of the enemy so much that when the voice of the friend speaks, we can't hear it. But we're going to have to change frequencies if we're ever going to let God in. We're going to have to completely tune out the enemy, tune out fear. Everything the enemy has been telling you, you're going to have to tune it out. Oh, but how do I do it? It looks real. How do I tune out that when I know it ain't a lie? How do I tune out the enemy when, when, when I know I've been wrong? How do I tune out the enemy when I know I deserve hellfire? How do I tune out the enemy when I deserve to be cast down? You turn out the enemy by saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You start to, be, you start to speak truth. You start to speak truth. You start to speak truth. And the enemy will leave. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will flee from you. Do you know what it's like to flee a situation? Joseph did. He just ran. He had a hold of his coat and he just ran out the door. You can have the coat, but you can't have me. You can have my garments, but you can't have. That's what we need to start doing to those voices of fear, those voices of doubt. You can have what you think you've got a hold of, but you can't have my mind. You can have what you think you got into, but you cannot have my spirit. I will live in faith. I will live in faith, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 The certainty in today's world is that he's still in control. He's still a heart healer. He's still an eye opener. He's still a deaf ear healer. He's still a physician of all physicians. He's still the only rose of Sharon. He's still the lily of the valley. He's still the bright and the morning star. He's still alpha. He is still omega. He is that is and will always be. Oh, can I tell you about a certainty in today's uncertain times? We still serve the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, oh, the God of Isaac. We still serve him. 
We still serve him. He's still able. Hallelujah. Why don't you begin to lean for a few minutes? Why don't we worship him for the next one minute? Is that okay? Why don't we begin to clap our hands? We are certain he is in control. I am certain you will lead me. I am certain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. What a word is this. My God. Praise God. The Aaron Oils. They're awesome creatures. Word of God. We got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Job 23, 17. Because I was not cut off. Before the darkness, neither hath he covered the darkness from my face. Job lamenting the fact that he was allowed to, he was not allowed to leave the darkness. Voicing his desire to have been taken out on a high note rather than going through this trial. You know, we will never be able to elude life, Brother Brad. There is a shaking that is coming upon this planet. It is even here right now. If we think it's over, we are mistaken. I don't want to be a gloom and doomer, but this is going to get worse. You got to be, I mean, we've had all these you know, uh, bait and switch kind of <laughs> situations. You know, like Pastor Aaron, you said, harp. I mean, the, they cried wolf so many times that now we think, oh, well, it's just all going to, fact of the matter, no. But fact of the matter is, we're going to have to go through some things. There's going to be some shaking. Hallelujah. But we're going to make it if we hold on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Rather than lament the darkness, we've got to use the darkness. Or in other words, shine brighter in lieu of it. The Bible said in Isaiah 60 and 1, arise, shine, for thy light is come. Praise God. It's not about you, Job. It's about us. It's about those that came after him. I understand the reward of a double portion or a blessing beyond, but he's still got dead children. So it can't just be about him. It's got to be about us. Praise God. Satan meets with God, and there's a meeting, and God said, hath 
you considered my servant Job. Automatically, that tells me, and I can deduce the very thought, and this is not deep, but I can deduce the fact that God had something on his mind. Yeah, he did. God had something up his sleeve. Because hell is reactionary. He is not the actor that God is. My God created everything. And then he created the angels. Hell can only react to what God is about to do. Oh, praise the Lord. 41 chapters, Brother Brad, of hell. But the fact of the matter is, and I take great pleasure in knowing, because God is the actor and hell is the reactor, that I'm going to make it through if I hold on. I'm going to get through this if I hold on. Hallelujah. There's trouble coming. It's on the horizon. We're going to have another trial, Brother Brad. It's just part of life. Hell is going to come. There's going to be sickness and disease, and I'm not prophesying anything. It's just going to happen. It's life. But guess what? God's got a plan, and God's got some good stuff headed our way. Praise God. God's going to do good stuff for his children. Praise God. Angels don't show up for no reason. Devils don't show up for no reason. Bible said that the angel said to Daniel, I'm come for your words. The angel Lord kept around about them that fear him to deliver them. They come for a reason. They don't just show up to say, Ooh, I wonder what's happening. Angels don't just show up to say, ooh, look at that, playing on his phone. They come for a reason. And hell shows up for a reason. Because he knows God is up to something. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Psalm 27, 1, Lord is my light, salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies... And my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. Hell is a flesh eater. He likes and is empowered by the flesh. That's why we can't be fleshly minded and please God. Because we're going to be eaten up of the devil. We have absolutely got to live. You know the word that has been going through my mind lately is be serious. We've got to get serious about God. We've got to get serious about living for God. This thing is wrapping up. I want to be on the Lord's side. And here is a kind of opposite situation we can read into what David's response uh, uh that David's response caused hell to have no power in his life. We understand today that when David, David was the praiser. David was the worshiper. You understand this scripture, it, to me, bears out the fact that hell wasn't having his way in David's life. No, he wasn't. 
because David knew how to get on the cage of God by worship and praise. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John 1 and 5, the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. He couldn't take it to himself, that word means. Or in other words, maybe a different, a little bit different word, but still also kind of along the same lines is the word confusion. Hallelujah. We know that God is not the author of confusion, but hell sometimes is. Now, I understand while I'm talking about the devil and what he might do to our life, our own flesh is more crippling than anything hell can ever do. We know that. Praise God. So no comprende. The devil doesn't get it. When light shows up, he automatically goes into I don't get it mode. Hallelujah. I think the Bible declares in the book of Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 20, when they praised, when they worshiped, when they sang, the enemy became confused and killed one another. It's the same in the spiritual realm. Hell becomes, you know why hell doesn't want us or wants us to be confused? It's because he is the one whom God hath put confusion on. He wants to put on us what's supposed to be constantly on him. He just eats up when we are confused. Oh, my. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody today that hell can never praise the way we can praise. Hell could never have praised the way that we can praise and the reason is, is because hell just had it on easy street in heaven. Lucifer. And he didn't have any taxation of the body. His job. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into that because I might preach that another time. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway so praise God. So anyway, he, he, he just, he's a mess. Anyway, praise God. I'm a mess. Hallelujah. God is good. But he can't praise like we can praise. He can't worship like we can worship. All the worship hell could have ever done would have never added up. That's what he makes him so irritating. He gets confused when there's worship. Shackles fall when people run aisles. My God. Praise God, I need to run aisles now. <laughs> Pastor Lee, got to run aisles now. He cannot comprehend the Holy Ghost. He, and, this, and so this is why it is important for us to know what we have. Changing gears here a little bit. He can't, he doesn't get it. He will never get it. We have to get it. Do we understand today that we have been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost? It is the power from on high. Do not disqualify and downplay it by saying it's the, in, a, in our own mind frame, saying it's the earnest 
of the inheritance. Therefore, it must not be as big as God has given us exactly the amount we can handle of the Holy Ghost. The problem is we, when we don't use what we have. Do we understand in this country we are so given to cop out? We are given to saying, oh, Lord, come down, send your power. When we have the Holy Ghost power, Jesus said it. Jesus said it, Brother Brad. Believe on me, because out of your belly, it's coming out of us. The power is in here. God doesn't need me to pray for some external source of power. We've got it. Praise his name. We've got the power. But you, you don't find in the Bible, I, at least I don't think, in the book of Acts, uh, where, where people prayed for revival. People were revival in the book of Acts. Right? Is that right? Praise God, they prayed for boldness so they could be the revival. What we need in this hour is more revelation about what it is that lives inside of us. We have the power. This isn't, a, this isn't just a band-aid for little small hurts. This isn't just a, when I'm feeling a little punky, God is there for me. This thing is for us to give and to incorporate into our life understanding. The Bible says, stir up the gift of God that is in you. The angels desire to look into this thing. We are endued with power today. I hope you've understood my point today. We're not looking for another, oh Lord, if you can just empower me, as if we don't have anything. But God has to externally keep coming to us. That's not the case. When you get the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues, you got it. You got it. And I suggest if you don't have it, receive it. It is the most powerful thing that you will ever be able to enjoy in life. Praise God. I'm telling you, as hard as it seems to fathom, I got the same Holy Ghost that Pastor Herring got. That Brother Playle got. I got the same Holy Ghost that God gave to Apostle Paul, James, and John. We have that power. And it's time that we use it and stop the copping out. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I don't know where to go from there. Praise God. Amen. What a word. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's that power. He said that greater things than these shall ye do. You believe miracles are over? You believe the day of healing is over? I've got news for you. It's not. It's not. Hallelujah. Praise God. That Holy Ghost power he just talked about. Many of you know exactly what he's talking about. Well, you can lay your hands on the sick and watch them recover in the middle of the grocery store, in the middle of Walmart, on your job. 
in the middle of your neighborhood. You're walking down the road and you see your neighbor hurting. What's stopping you from being the church? What's stopping me from being the reaching hand of God? I challenge somebody in the house tonight to let the power of the Holy Ghost operate through you this week. I wonder if any of you want a refreshing, want a renewing, want a refilling of that Holy Ghost. These altars are open. Why don't we come and worship the King of Kings? Why don't we let him know, God, I may not be completely full, but I want to be full of your presence. I want to be full of your power. I want to be full of your might. In the name of Jesus.